0: And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global.com forward slash advantage.
1: If you don't know that answer because you're not doing it or you haven't been able to do it, but you know that it is a gap, What you do is you call the expert in that does know and you then together have a conversation and you bring up that in your community in your sphere of influence and then not only does that give you credibility as a thought leader you know that it's a gap but maybe you haven't been able to find that answer yet maybe you're researching so Like, I just think that we need to, as thought leaders, not know everything because none of us know everything. I've got to ask those questions so that I can get a better understanding to actually feel like I can add value to the table.
0: Each week, I interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they've used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Kerry marie I'm super excited that I have finally got you here. Amazing. (laughs) I think it's only been about like three years going, I really want
1: to have you on the show.
0: Yeah, 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 we'll organize that.
1: Well, that is the bonus of what has happened across the world right now, right? It has sort of meant that where some of us were travelling nonstop and had to sort of get locked into a "can we do it now" kind of moment, you've got our full attention. Absolutely,
0: <laughs> thanks, COVID.
1: <laughs> Not well, there has to be bonuses. I always go. There's there has definitely. to be bonuses to the things that we've got to go through.
0: Absolutely. And there's always, there's always opportunities and, and, you, you know, seeing the good side. And I know that you will be exactly like we've been here and just having so much gratitude for where we live, the situations that we're in, because not everyone's as, you know, as lucky as we are. So it's, it's good to be grateful for what we've got.
1: Can I just be honest on that one? Because you yeah, know, go for Raw it. rawness is i kind here. of where <laughs> I roll. I am really grateful for where I live, which is in Sydney on the Northern beaches and I have got really homesick for traveling and the learnings that I got from being across the world immersed in so many different cultures and my office, although it's great here and it's been good because, you know, you can amp that up to different levels, I miss the fact that my office was ever forever changing in different locations and many of them beautiful. So, mm. um, so how is I that? have to say on one side I'm like really grateful and on the other side I'm, I've am i really felt it in the last little while being stuck in one place.
0: So how has that affected your creativity?
1: Uh, I think like anything, I, I don't let those sort of things stop me. In fact, I go, how can I make that work for me than against me? And so creativity wise, I have never been at a busier moment And I have had to rely on connections across the world through the Zoom, through uh, messages. When people have reached out to me, colleagues, friends, those messages have meant the world to me right now because those uh, are the moments that you get to connect and uh, connection at this moment is just so important.
0: Absolutely. Now you, I've asked you to come on the show today because I love the way you talk about leadership, communication, uh, Mm -hmm. lots, gosh, that doesn't even cover what you talk about in a tiny way. But someone, you know, when COVID happened, Mm -hmm. uh, I know you and I had a conversation really, really Quite quickly into this, you know, what was evolving in the world, in that this is the time for us to step into our leadership. This is not the time to yeah. shy away, that we need to be, you know, stepping up and leading the way and showing that it's okay. And I know one of the things that I was talking about, you know, a couple of months ago is that this is the time to like really 10x our, you know, what we're putting out to the world. However, what's happening is people are so emotional and they're nervous about saying the wrong thing and they're shrinking. And that's the conversation that I want to open up with you today because I know that you've got a gazillion brilliant insights to help people here. So let's start off with just a very broad question. How can people lead without shrinking away because they're afraid of what people might think about what they're saying right now?
1: Yeah. So I guess the quicker one to answer is what do I do so that people can put that into context? And I think one of the things I get to do is help people really to shift their culture. And that is looking at how can we identify the gaps from problem to solution and close that at the decision table? So if we look at it through that kind of lens, There are so many layers right? to to how do we lead, how do we stand up and really go for it in a time where it's challenging. And I think one of the first spots to start at is to uh, reset. In other words, look at what has been working in what you do and you're gonna take forward. And then what is not going to work going forward And then looking at the third piece, which is what do I now need to do to pivot, to shift, to change, maybe tweak a little and be able to stand up and lead in a different way when you're clear on your vision of who you are and what you're about, it's easy to lead. Mm. And So we often, in a challenging time where things maybe are not gonna go forward quite the same way as they have before, let's hope not, or we'll get the same answers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to go back to it and go and revisit, we'll reset what is those things that are gonna make it work, And I don't need to take with me and that I am going to actually innovate to move forward. And that becomes the new vision. That becomes the new certainty of what you stand for. And I think if you are to lead, you have to be really certain. So how do you be certain in an uncertain world? Mm -hmm. One, have the vision so strong that you know what that's about and you take people on that journey with Mm. you.
0: Mm, Totally. So one of the things that you were saying then was really knowing what's working now so that you can fill the gap. What has been really intriguing to me is that there's people that are like, oh, well, I don't know the answer to that because what worked yesterday isn't working today. Things are moving that fast. So sometimes we need to say, well, what's working today is Mm -hmm. what's just been working in the last 24 hours. It's not, we don't have time to sort of sit on that necessarily and research it because that's part of leading, right? So how do you navigate how quickly you come up with that solution?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, so I'm quite known as a futurist rather than just working in the now. And part of my genius is that I'm really good at big vision, Mm -hmm. which is more future thinking and forward thinking but I'm extremely good at looking at where you are now and then figuring out the strategies to get you to being able to actually do that vision, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in a lot of ways, I am always thinking forward. If we even think about what's happening right now, if I'm putting it through a lens at the moment, I'm going, I know that things have changed. So we've got this kind of new normal starting point, but what do we need to start thinking about the ongoing effects of what's going on, Mm -hmm. and then the next wave of what's going, like there's gonna be waves of this as we continue. It's not going away overnight. This is reality, right? So what are the waves? And I start thinking beforehand in a future sort of perspective. Now, in times like this, that future, those steps become smaller. I call them shifts, the culture shifts that you have to do. In other words, problems here, solutions here, and we're shifting towards the solution. Mm-hmm. And so in that case, those shifts actually become, instead of bigger shifts where we could scale at much larger levels at quicker pace, mm-hmm. we've now got to slow that pace down into smaller bite size. Mm. And so vision still is really important. Vision now, vision forward is really important. The pathway along the way, those shifts become smaller shifts because of the change happening so fast.
0: Totally. Because it's, hap- it's, cha- it's happening so fast. And I think that, well, there's three things that I see happening. There's people like yourself and there's quite a few other people that I see that are, that are opening up really amazing conversations. And then mm. we've got people on either side of the scale, people that are like, I don't understand what's happening more in the now, so not thinking yeah. about that. Correct, yes. And and they're the ones that are, are shrinking back. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the other people at the complete opposite end of the scale that are just, let's call it, shooting their mouth off. Yeah. And really, um, you know, a lot of people are finding them offensive or mm-hmm. I also worry for what they're seeding for the future. So sure. how, how can we navigate that? This is what we're sharing now because we're thinking about the future and not seeding something that's really going to hurt us, you know, coming out of this. And I'm not even going to call it a new normal because I don't think that I don't believe in. Them. I call it
1: so. They're talking about a new normal, and I just say this is our starting point for your new normal to what is going forward. So it's like a, it's like what are you going to springboard off, right? Mm-hmm. So when I talk about the new normal, that's what it is. Because like you, I'm not real good on normals because my normals <laughs> are not everyone else's normals, and uh, and I think that's imp- uh, you know really important anyway. Yeah. Uh, so if I go back to that, I think um. One of the interesting things is that, uh, you know, like I said earlier, that like I do with the culture shifts, and I'm about closing the gap from problem to solution, what is happening? with those that are shooting their mouth off, is that that gap becomes wider. So instead of us narrowing that gap from problem to solution, it's actually widening it. Mm. It's meaning that you are over here, you are struggling to move it, get momentum, and over here, someone's shooting it off and they're actually pushing you away. So Mm -hmm. it's actually not beneficial. So I always say there's two things that, uh, you know, a lot of people will say, I just want to do one or the other, and I don't believe that. it is one or the other and that is to increase economic growth i think that is extremely important that we should be focusing in on right now and adding humanity impact and what i mean by that is what if we created every decision at the decision table looking through it with the lens of human intelligence where we added value to humanity And I think every time you innovate a new solution, every time you make a decision, every time you're having conversation, is what you're putting on the table going to add to humanity or take away? If we are looking through the lens of adding, then we are gonna keep narrowing that gap. If it's taking away from humanity, We're just widening that gap and making it worse. So, there's some simple things like that that I just think are so important that if you're standing up and leading, which by the way is now the time to do, uh, that you're standing and leading in a way that will take people to us, you know, be able to narrow that gap and move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it's not, then I think those leaders should be closing those mouths and actually uh, they're doing more damage than good.
0: Absolutely. So thinking about that, because we're talking about not people not shrinking. So this is really mm-hmm. interesting, right? Because yeah. we can't, you know, push people away and widen that gap. What, and I think I, I think I already know your answer, but <laughs> let's go here anyway. We'll bring it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what can these people do rather than totally shutting their mouths? What can they do or implement? to really get clarity so that they can still step into their leadership because we don't really want people to be shrinking back, right?
1: Mm -hmm. So what I believe is that we need to learn how to use the muscle and the muscle is of human intelligence. Imagine if people made smart decisions at the table like, how would that actually change what's happening? So if we knew how to exercise that muscle, like any muscle, you know, I know both you and I have been in the personal training space, so we know all about the, the working a muscle, resting a muscle, um, you know, like all the things around it. And I think, what if we were able to do that with our human intelligence? In other words, access, Um, smart people being able to access their brain. In other words, make up systems or processes or create leadership steps that are actually gonna be beneficial to get solutions and bring solutions at the table. And I think if we are good at doing that, if we are able to do that, that means we don't have to think like everyone else. We don't have to say everything like everyone else. We just need to know how to say it in a smart way that adds value and is actually bringing the solution that is needed. And I say for the front line of humanity.
0: Mm, totally. Where I thought you were going to go with yeah, that was opening conversations because this is yeah. an absolute genius zone of yours. Like, there is not one person that I've ever met that has come into contact with you that doesn't agree with you are able to ask the most incredible questions to draw out what we're thinking. And, and mm-hmm. I feel that it's about coming together and starting to open up that conversation to help us understand what our viewpoint is. Because I sure. know that I've certainly said things to you before and we've had a conversation and I'm like, okay, that's not where I thought I was heading. Which I actually is believe what it. you just
1: did then. Was, <laughs> that's not where I thought I was heading. And here's the great thing is that we often ask questions thinking that someone is going to answer something, but we're not ready for someone to say it in a different way. But that is the gold I love about asking questions. I'm not afraid of where the conversation's going. In fact, I love the fact that we start a new conversation. And so in answer to that, it's about, you know, being able to look at awareness and going, if we know something, then we can take ownership or responsibility but when we don't know something it's hard to take make change or take change in and stand up and lead right so mm-hmm. if we are aware then there's no excuses and i think that is one of the the reasons i love conversation is that uh we can ask questions and then i have to i have a much bigger like i don't know buffet of wisdom that i can pull from because I now, I go, wow, I never thought of that. Oh, that's, that's such an interesting thing. And I think there's this, this uh, you know, society has, has really uh, not encouraged us to think as humans, but rather to be conditioned and to be stuck in biases. And, you know, I know there's a lot of talk on racial. I know there's a lot of talk on gender. I know there's, and in my, in my platform, I believe we come at a level playing field because we step into our platform as a human being. You come as a human being, I come as a human being and what you have is distinctions. So the things that you've learnt, the things that you uh, are doing that maybe I'm not doing because I haven't even thought about that because it's not even been something. And I think what questions does and conversation does, it's like an onion you can peel back those layers and inside is such golden and, and you miss out when you don't go through those layers.
0: Mm. Those layers also make you cry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what someone said when I used that the other day. To go, yeah, that is so true. You, you like peel back these layers and like an onion, you make us cry. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even know that. <laughs> oh. Like, sorry, guilty as charged.
0: But I think that and and yes, you've certainly seen me in tears a few times, but I think that that's what's needed to be able to see a new something that was previously hiding from you, and sometimes that can that can really challenge you to your core uh, but that's what's needed right now.
1: well, here's the thing. I think what it does is I'm not afraid of anything. that's why I said you know rawness is just who I am, like I think as a leader, that is one of the I guess genius parts of who I am is that I have I've I've not liked leadership that have been built on things like ego. I've not liked leadership built on things like you have to look a certain way, you have to feel it. I was always the person that, you know, I never looked like anyone else. I never sounded like anyone else. And guess what? Even through my schooling, I would be writing answers to tests. And they were like, that's not the question we were asking. And I was like, well, that was what I, like, I thought you were asking that question, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I've always been the really different, you know, and that was something that was really hard as a young girl growing up. What I've found is that it's part of makes up my superpowers now is that I do think differently. And how do we now bring that in and use that as a gift rather than uh, it's not accepted into the platform of life and business and things like that. So uh, you know that is that has been an interesting journey for myself to go on and then to be able to create platforms where that's okay for other people to be different, to think differently and in fact that's actually the bonus.
0: Mm. So asking questions is something that we should be doing right now mm. but also sharing our thought leadership and you know, yeah. is something that's really important because that is the, that is the leadership part, right? That's mm-hmm. the people where, the part where people are going to look to you and say, wow, that, that changed my thinking or, you know, I'm on board with that. I want to be doing that. So what is one of the first things that we really need to be thinking of, you know, after thinking about increasing the economic growth and what's the impact on humanity? How do we, how do we start to unpack what we should be sharing right now?
1: Well, here's the thing. What is a thought
0: leader to you? To me, a thought leader is someone that uses exactly what you're talking about before, all their experiences and their knowledge and packs it together, puts their IP together and their their experience, their knowledge, their passions, their um, expertise together in their own unique way and shares that.
1: Mm. So, so I guess as a thought leader, how do we do that, and and how do we do it in a way that's really relevant now? I think you can always talk from a hole in your head, and that's where. Oh, we What don't do you mean by that? <laughs> not you personally. I mean everyone else out there. Um, you no, know, I think that there's there's those that shoot off, and I, you know, with accord thought leaders, and they. It's it's not something they do in their own life. It's not proven strategies. It's, I think this could work because I heard someone else say mm-hmm. that it works. Mm-hmm. And now I am the expert at that. Mm-hmm. And I think there's that thought leadership that I just like go, if that's the thought leadership, that's not what I want to be a part of. Now I think that there's, and we go back to what I said earlier, There's those that are futuristic sort of thinkers. What are they thinking and predicting? And here's the great thing, and this is what everything of mine is based on, and it is patterns. I'm fascinated with patterns. And so patterns come in the way that uh, data shows us patterns. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that we have a lot of predictions that we can make even though it's quite uncertain in the world that's going forward. And I think that that's where I'm very good at being able to predict a lot of things because I've seen patterns of people making decisions in the past, the results that they've then brought to the table, and then predicting where they will take it for the next step on that process. And I think if if that's probably the, the thought leadership stuff that I really work on is going... If we're working on a pathway forward what are the things that are going to help people out there now in other words I talked about connection I think human connection is a massive thing right now mm, and, uh, well a lack of it but I think that it's also a thing that we can build up about and work on in what we're bringing as solutions to the table right mm-hmm. I think there's things like um, how do we take with us the learnings that we've learned from in some areas slowing down life it hasn't been for us but for other people because all of a sudden they're spending more time with their family they're not traveling uh, the they're, they're in the house rather than out at an office and so what are the learnings you take from that How do you put that into what could be life going forward and be a better life for everybody? So those are the thought leadership things that, um, you know, it's those steps along the pathway that are going to be beneficial that people can learn no matter if you're in business, no matter if you're the mom, the single mom who's trying to make it work at home with homeschooling, you've still got to learn things like, uh, you know, having great, what I would say, time blocking. So making sure that your time is working for you, not against you. Mm-hmm. You've got to, you know, productivity hacks are real awesome things to have. Um, and it doesn't matter who you are, it's beneficial to your bottom line, whether that's you want kids that are learning, whether it's you want your business to be increasing at a bigger and faster pace, whether you're wanting to uh, lead a nonprofit, like these things are things that are, going to be beneficial for all of us making those steps forward and doing it well. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is, right? Like are there things that you can help us to, to really focus in on that are going to be beneficial for us to do it better as we go forward.
0: So what's really to pull together what you've been talking about for, you know, the last 10 minutes is Mm. the people that are, that are, um, not in a leadership position and the sharing messages that are offending people or upsetting people is mm. mimicking or copying what other people are saying with absolutely no basis or foundation under that in that what we need to be doing is sharing where we see the gaps are from our own knowledge and expertise and feeling how we can move them into the future and
1: Here's another bit. Can I just take on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. What you just said there. And I would add just the one little piece. If you don't know that answer because you're not doing it or you haven't been able to do it, but you know that it is a gap, what you do is you call the expert in that does know. Mm. And you then together have a conversation and you bring up that in your community, in your sphere of influence. And then Not only does that give you credibility as a thought leader, you know that it's a gap, but maybe you haven't been able to find that answer yet. Maybe you're researching. So be like, I just think that we need to, as thought leaders, not know everything because none of us know everything. And the reason I ask questions is because I literally have no idea a lot of the time what I'm, involved in the conversations. And I've got to ask those questions so that I can get a better understanding to actually feel like I can add value to the table, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We can do that by researching better. So even if we don't know the answers, but we identify them as gaps, We can show it through data. We can show it through research. We can say these are, you know, we could have a handful of people who that is their expertise. And we just open up a forum where they begin to have a conversation. And so we become expert because we're opening that up as a a gap identifier. But it doesn't mean that we know everything. And I think that's where thought leadership is um, a lot about how you facilitate as a leader, not just lead as a leader.
0: Do you know what I love about that is that if you've seen a gap and you're calling in the expert, what you can do to help or to start to unpack that is exponential because the expert still may be an expert in what they're doing and may not have seen that specific gap. So the conversations that you're able to open up or the solutions that you're able to explore are, are you know, something that maybe neither one of you would have discovered separately
1: mm Exactly. And that's where I always think collaboration is the answer, but we, we collaboration is such a big word and, you know, people throw it out there and go, yes, we need to collaborate, but truly <laughs> is there models and things that show us how to collaborate? And that's one of my things I'm working on right now is figuring out, you know, I teach this thing that I believe that we shouldn't be creating a business model. So sorry if you're telling your clients that, but I believe we should be creating what I call. Sustainable Sustainable, scalable growth ecosystems mm-hmm. and and this is where collaboration can come into a part of this if we're having an ecosystem you can only do an ecosystem if you know how to collaborate mm-hmm. and there is not a lot out there of things that have been collaborated that people have gone oh I love collaboration that it's it's kind of like this thing we know that isolation is not healthy I've been writing about that way before this ep- um pandemic came out um oh absolutely um, But we and i say that the solution at the table is actually collaboration but we are not showing what good collaboration ecosystems could look like we're not showing how um and i think that that is what we need to do is if we know that the answer is in some of these words like collaboration then we need to role model that. We need to come up with some, you know, uh, things that show steps along the way that people can go. I want to collaborate more in what I do. I see what she's doing out there. I could start doing that myself. And so we take people on a journey on that way. And we need to, as thought leaders, I believe, need to be able to do that and lead in that way, way better.
0: So. For someone that's just heard that and gone, oh, my yeah. God, that's just, that, <laughs> she's a spot on. What yeah. is an example of a good collaboration ecosystem?
1: Yeah, so here's an example. Like I, and it's kind of ripe on me because I had a big meeting around it yesterday. So Voice Advocacy Foundation is a foundation that I've set up. But we, we actually as, um, have it in a way that there is two different, like to have a project, I call it a humanity project, come in the door you have to have a sustainability project to be able to do that. So that means even if no one ever gave us any funding, no one gave us any support that we could support that humanity project going forward. Mm -hmm. So already we've got some support within the ecosystem of voice advocacy in there. So it's different pathways in which you can get what you need to grow and um, to add value going forward.
0: So you are a big collaborator.
1: I am. And I hope to be even bigger as I play at a bigger level.
0: Of course. I wouldn't expect anything (laughs) less of you. (laughs) Um, You're an introvert too. I am. So how have you moved into collaborating and being able to have these decisions uh you know create these conversations because i think that this is really important for everyone to understand that you don't have to be special to be able to do this that if we all do it although many would say i'm very special special.
1: (laughs) (laughs) but maybe not the special that you were talking about (laughs) i was trying to be nice (laughs) (laughs) i know but i'm not used to it
0: uh, I know it just it was grinding as it came out it was. I just
1: had to bring that one out for <laughs> okay
0: now, oh, now we can, can get on now with we it. can move on <laughs> yeah how can we how can people start to embrace this way of thinking thinking that you know I can't do this I'm not at that level yeah. or I'm an introvert or all the other stories that all of us have
1: and I, I love that you bring up this point because it's a huge part of what has been my journey as I've growing as I've grown and as I've been growing and continue to grow, mm-hmm. and uh, you know one of them is this this whole thing of I was going to put on a face to face conference later on in the year. Maybe then it moved out to the beginning of next year. (laughs) Maybe, 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 right? And I knew that I needed to do it. And when all this happened and I was so ill in bed Hmm. with the virus that, you know, I was like, what is the word on the street? What is happening? What do I need to think of in what I'm doing and the pieces? Am I right in doing it the way that I'm doing it or do I need to shift and actually do this piece first rather than that piece. And that's what I was kind of looking at. And so I I kind of went through that thing and I realized that I needed to put on what I'm calling the Global Human Intelligence Forum. And that doesn't mean that I have this big platform. I have not had a big platform, but I had this big knowing that I needed to open up a platform where people could come in Hear more of this kind of how do you exercise this muscle of human intelligence? How it, you know are, are the people doing it and thinking? What is forward movement? And when there's such a challenge hitting the environment, uh, how do you do that? And so, you know, what has been amazing about it is that this is not about me doing something. It is about me being able to facilitate amazing humans. Whoever willing to to start exploring a new conversation, to start looking at some of the things that have worked, and going, we are taking this piece, but we're leaving this piece behind, and maybe why they're doing that, and proven strategies to to what is going to work going forward, but then going well, maybe even we need to think about that differently. So opening up, I always say we need to be comfortable to be uncomfortable. And mm. that's what this is about. It's about disrupting patterns uh, that if we take that forward, they are not going to be beneficial for us to, to bring solutions at the table. And in mm. fact, that'll, be, that, that'll bring us devastation. It will, you know, you think of good old Kodak if they had only been willing to, to go with the change and work with it rather than against it, maybe they would still be a, an amazing, amazing company now. You
0: know? Absolutely. And we're in um, a Kodak moment right now.
1: We are. And I think as an introvert, it's, And what's great about collaboration is that it's I can't do this on my own and there's playing at such a big level I can't do on my own Mm. but I've got amazing humans in my world who are doing it and are able to do it in a much bigger way than I can what if we connect together collaborate and um, create a platform where You know, this is going to hopefully change people's thinking and and a willingness to do make decisions a little different, and then to lead out in their sphere of influence in a Mm. different
0: way. And it already is. It's not something in the future. It already is.
1: I know, but here's the. I mean as an introvert that is the hardest thing i I was never good at asking people for help and I think that that's something we have to become good at if we're wanting to play at a bigger level and yeah. if we want to learn how to collaborate and that was always I was always really scared I guess that people would say well, why are you asking like why because I I was never told I would, you know, amount to anything. So to nowadays, like I've got phenomenal speakers coming to speak at that forum. It's the beginning of June and, and, um, and I'm humbled. Like some of them won't do it for less than 20,000, uh, a hundred thousand to speak on our stage. Mm-hmm. And now they're, they're just willing to speak at this unknown event, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so for me, that's humbling. And it's also shows that, uh, you know, if we're only willing to ask, what can actually come out of that?
0: Absolutely, but there's something else on that. It's not just willing to ask, and it goes back to what you talked about right back at the beginning. It's the vision, because your vision is so clear, people are able to, to get on that bus with you. If you didn't, if you didn't have the vision, it would be like, eh, yeah, I'm a bit busy, I can't be involved. So it's yeah. so important to know what it, where it is that you're heading, what you stand for, so that people can choose. Either I, I want to explore what this looks like with you moving forward mm. or mm, maybe this isn't for me now.
1: Can I just say that with vision though, you have to, if you are in it, like we thought we talk about thought leadership, I talk about it that I'm a pioneer. Mm-hmm. I realize that I'm much, I didn't own it for a long time, but I, I know that's very much who I am and what I do. And that's not fun sometimes because mm-hmm. I might have this big vision, but no one's on the same page because they're not ready for it yet. Mm. And I think that one of the things, and hopefully for your listeners, you need to be able to have this massive vision, but you need to have the drivers that can support that vision. Mm. And so for me, my drive, my four drivers were really important and have been uh, so that when you fall down, you get back up. When you can't see past or the overwhelm because it's just you doing it and there's not this big team doing it uh, because no one else really understands it except for you, uh, you've got to know that your drivers are really strong. And I think that is one of the keys once you do have a really strong vision is to have drivers that are really strong and then as you do it, collaborators, partnerships, team that that support that.
0: Mm, totally. You just said it's not, f- sometimes it's not, fun being a pioneer. And it's not. (laughs) But you also just said before, and I want to open this up, and I know you'll be willing to jump in here, no worries at all. You say that you've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I agree with what you're saying, but I don't ever think that we feel comfortable being uncomfortable. I think that we just do it while we feel uncomfortable. So I'd love to know your take on that.
1: Yeah. So here's a little woo-woo moment. I remember. No, no, hang a, on, stop. This is just weird. Woo-woo yeah, for so, you. <laughs> and it's been recorded. So it's going down in history. But I remember as a young girl uh, reading scriptures and, you know, Jesus walking in and he would just have those right things to say at the right time. And I just thought, wow, imagine if I had the right things to say at the right time. And so as a young girl, my prayer was always that I would have more wisdom than King Solomon. Who knows where that came from, except that I remember thinking that at that time. And and it's funny because I've thought about that as the years have gone on. One of the things is that people go, you're just so kind of wise, you've got like these snippets of wisdom and, and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I worked really hard on that because when you've got structures, when you've got things that you know, even though, and, and that's where patterns are so good for me because patterns gives me the certainty when no one else knows. Mm. So I can go into a conversation, I can sit who I've you know partnered up with the King's family. So I sit at amazing tables that honestly, I haven't dealt with the things they have, but mm. I feel absolutely certain that I can add value at that table because I know the patterns of people and the way that they ask questions, the way that they then wire to behaviors and then get results at the table. So even though I can be at the most uncertain table, I can walk in there with certainty. And that's what I talk about. That even though we can, we can be certain about a conversation, here's the way we'd be certain about a conversation that's uncertain. We can say, Sam, even though we may disagree with 99% of what each one of us is going to say at this table, we can be certain that this is a safe platform, Mm. that anyone can say whatever they're meant to say. We are not going to judge you on what you're going to say. And we can be certain that we can come away with at least one thing at the table that we will agree on that we can move on. Right. And that brings certainty, even in an uncertain world. Mm. So yeah, does that mean I know it's again, know everything, no, but I know how to ask questions and I know if I ask that question that will end, I get to that spot. That'll give me the next piece I need and then the next piece and the next piece. Mm. And that gives me certainty.
0: So cool. (laughs) So for people that have been listening to this conversation Mm. that want to connect with you, where can they do that?
1: Yeah, sure. I'd love to give away, I've just written a little book and it's called, um, I don't even know what it's called actually. I yeah. think it's like the 12 shifts to lead. And, and really it's just around all of this, right? That how do we, and it's just 12 shifts that you can do that are simple things, but you know, they have so many different layers to them. So do whatever that is for you um, to help make sure and ensure that you lead well during challenging times and mm-hmm. so that's at 12shifts.com so they can go there get their free gift from there I'd love to just anyone that's listening be able to do that I'm on social media you know anywhere that you see Kiri Marie um, you'll see me that's mm. me it's not someone else it's me so um, and you know we've opened up a an amazing little Facebook group in the, just the last week all that's happened um, and it's called the Global Human Intelligence Forum so if they want to come and be a part of my world connect get into a new conversation Um, i'd love to hear what everyone else is doing and how they're leading and uh, you know this way the more that we have an understanding of what is working for other people what isn't working um, that makes it uh you know kind of helps to direct our conversation of where it needs to go going forward and make better smarter and more sustainable solutions at the decision table
0: Mm, love it so for all of us that need to make sure that we're stepping into this leadership and leading people through uncertain times what is the one thing that you want to leave people with today
1: um the one thing is what is your one thing hmm And I think that that is really important. You know, we've talked about big solutions at the table, the big vision side of it, and then we've talked about the now thing. And then it's about identifying that gap and narrowing that gap those shifts along the way happen because you know what your next one thing is. And so that's what I want people to realize is what is your one thing to shift the dial forward by 1%. Cause imagine if we go to what my heart and soul is, which is to add a hundred percent for humanity value, you know, at mm-hmm. the table, mm-hmm. Going forward, that's a big audacious goal. If culture was just doing that, if we had culture that was 100% for humanity, how cool would that be, right? Mm. Big audacious vision. Huge. So how do we go from the problem that it's probably not doing that a lot of the time at the table to that being an answer? Well, what if everyone was doing their 1% to shift the dial forward by 1%? You did your 1%, I did my 1%, and we all did it. Well, that would be shifting the dial forward. So, mm. what is your one thing that you're going to do to shift that dial? That is what I'd be telling everyone. What's your one thing?
0: Love it. Love it. That's Love actually
1: it. why I set up the 1% movement. So that's what? another place where people. Can I was
0: going move. to say, why don't you quickly share that? Because yeah. I love the one percent movement. I've I've put my one percent shift up, in you the, have,
1: yeah. And what was your one percent? shift? Oh, do you know why? I should have looked before. Oh my gosh, I, I can't remember. <laughs> and it was probably to get it down to um, impacting a certain amount of people at a time. I think certain, it was. Like,
0: I think it. I think yeah. it was to help a hundred a million people understand what it was they wanted from their life oh i really can't remember
1: yeah so here's the thing you need to then go back to it right yeah thanks Um, for that shaking (laughs) your finger at me (laughs) dude um so i know what my one thing is my one thing is to get a thousand names on the one movement the humanity wall where i know that there are humans out there doing their one percent Cause that's data shows that then we are actually making a difference. You're doing your difference out there. I'm doing mine. Mary down the road is, George is. So, um, you know, I created that and I'm going to, you know, make sure in the forum that we start actually bringing it out in a bigger way to the world. Um, but basically what it was was, you know, I used to do this offline. So whenever I would speak, I'd be saying to everyone, so now that you've heard what you've heard today, what's your one thing that you're going to do to shift the dial? And people would put them down. And, uh, and a bit like this, where it's like, well, that's great. Now you've forgotten it. Whereas I really want this wall of humanity as a commitment wall to people doing their one thing and when we are committing and and it goes back to collaboration as well when we see that sam is doing that over there maybe i know someone that could help sam to be able to do that in a bigger and a better way so we want to really build up on that community of um everyone doing their one thing and um and moving and shifting that dial forward so that it's not about me doing it it's about us as humanity doing it and the more we can move forward together The more effective we can, um, you know, more effect we can have as a positive thing on culture, on humanity going forward. So, yeah. And where can um, people leave their one thing? Yeah. So if you just go to the one percent movementcom it's, it's on there and you'll see my beautiful face when uh, you go into there. I was really sick actually. Here's the thing. I was really sick when I put that video up, but I think that's the thing that uh, is my one thing that Perfection, if you wait till you're perfect and got it right, we'll never get anything done. Mm. Um, You just get out there, you do your one thing, I'll do my one thing, and we can actually shift the dial forward.
0: Yeah, 100%. Thank you so much for joining me here today, Kiri Marie. It's been awesome to have you on and share the conversations that we have often with other people because, (laughs) uh, yeah, I wanted to share that blow the brain moment with other people. (laughs)
1: It's such a privilege, Sam, and like you do such an amazing, uh, you know, job at at um, building your community and getting the word out and just a willingness to keep learning. I think, you know, having watched your journey and seen where you've come and, and what you do, uh, it's always a privilege to see, uh, you know, you keep stepping up to the next level so that those around you can step up and and learn new things and grow and develop as well so well done and kudos and thank you so much for having me
0: oh well thanks for doing the journey together it's been fantastic thank you so much (laughs) Ciao, ciao